What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to episode 20 of More Wrestling's podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Morrison. I'm joined today by Zach Rolf. How's things going today, Zach? Not too bad. I had a nice match last night. Got home and went to bed. I slept for like 11 hours. I never sleep for that long. Yeah, I woke up this morning, had a cup of coffee, was about to head out the door to go on a hike. I mean, luckily I kind of didn't because it's, it's somewhat crappy out today in upstate New York. But went to the gym instead, got a good workout in, grabbed a cup of coffee, and here I am Do, doing a little EIWA preview for tomorrow. Should be a good Dude, day. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Yeah, same here. I lose my mind. How's your uh, your high school season going anyways? Not terrible. We've had three, three matches so far. Um, we had one pretty good match last night between a couple guys going to the state tournament in, uh, in April. Uh, Charles Laux and Luke Riley had a really fun match. Um, Luke Riley pulled that one out in the third period. When is your uh, season ending, anyways? We have three matches left. So we have this Saturday and then next Monday and Friday, and then we're done. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought it was a February 1st to March 1st kind of thing, but I didn't know. Yeah, they gave us, they gave us until March 6th, I believe. But oh, the final good. day was, we're, we're actually ending on March 5th with our last match. So you have three more. How, how many have you had so far? We've had three. Oh, so okay. we're six. that's not bad. Yeah, we're still we're getting 12 to 15 matches. Yeah, not horrible. I mean, we're, we're still up in the air with, with what we're doing, but I know teams in the Frontier League and a few of our guys that, well, I mentioned yesterday on Kenny Corse's episode that he's got a few guys or a few teams traveling to Virginia Beach to compete down there. I believe it's Virginia Beach. But uh, there's a tournament. I think it might be the sixth and the seventh, but I know it's the seventh for sure. But that that should be some good matches for those guys because I mean they've been practicing and training and putting the work in, but you know they haven't had a, a season so to speak. Right, right. That's good for them. I mean they yeah. want the mat time. Yeah, looking at a few of the results, you know I looked down on the island. I said it mentioned earlier before we started, but track wrestling has quite a few of the duels and most of them are between section eight and section 11, but there's a few section five and uh, maybe one or two section two um, results that are on there. I saw Jackson Polo Cold Spring Harbor beat uh, Jeremiah Echeverria six to one. Kinda. That's wild. I mean, I know Polo is good, but I did not expect Echeverria to lose that match. Yeah. I mean, Polo was on the rise. I had my eye on him last year. You know, he's a D2 guy, but. Yeah, he's, he's definitely on the rise. We uh, we mentioned last episode or last episode that we were on together, uh, you know, Titus and Soriano, they're in the same weight at the state tournament. And I, right. I wondered if they ever wrestled each other. and They did. Uh, it was like, I don't know, three years ago, maybe. I'd have to look at it again. But uh, Joel Bear sent me a text yesterday after he listened to the episode. And Bear beat, uh, Soriano beat Bear, I believe it was in the quarterfinals of states a few years ago. And then Soriano lost the tightest one to zero in the semis. Oh. Uh, yeah. I think it was like when they were 106. Maybe, yeah, 99 or 106, one of those two weights. But, yeah, it was several years ago, but they did, in fact, wrestle. That's a close match. I mean, that's, is that, that's the year that Noto beat Titus in the state finals, right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Titus is a lot better, but Soriano is a lot better. So, I mean, I'm hoping for, for a nice one out of those two. Yeah, if they both make the finals, I mean, I'm not counting anybody out. True. 
I saw you uh, wrote down another pretty exciting match out of Section 5. Yeah, so I got a little tip at my match um, last night about Nick Senko was going to wrestle Cooper Crobman. And then I got a text, I don't know, 20 minutes later that Nick Senko beat Cooper Crobman 10 to 4. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Fourth in the state, Nick Senko against New York State champion, undefeated major in the finals, Cooper Crotman. And you, you, you actually found the match and sent it to me, and I, I got a chance to watch it, and it, it wasn't close. It wasn't close at all. It, it wasn't, but like I said, that was not the Cooper Crotman that won a state title last year. No, like, no, it wasn't. But it was I, I just think Senko is really ready for what Cooper had. Cooper Cooper's a scrambler. He's really good in the scrambles. He doesn't give up points. And Senko was ready for it. And he caught him on his back twice. I mean, he only got backs out of it, I think, once. But um, every other time, I mean, at the end of the first period, he caught him on his back and got a takedown at the buzzer. Yep. At the end of the second, he got a takedown in your fall. Believe right. Then he got a whole full set of five, uh, three on the second time. So, I mean, that, that blows it out of the water. Then another takedown and an escape. And it's 10 to, 10 to 4 there. That's that's a that's a big difference. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you could definitely tell <clears throat> Sanko's, you know, had the COVID uh, off season that you know wrestlers kind of needed, uh, where they they went out and they traveled and they put in the work, I guess, so to speak, instead of they sat on their butt for spring. I don't know what Problem did. I'm not saying he did that, but I'm just saying he probably hasn't been on the mats nearly as much as uh, Sanko. Which I mean, all the credit to Sanko. He he did look good. He looked solid, but just Cooper did not look like the guy that won a state title last year. No, I agree with you. I agree with you there. I'm excited to see them run that back. Actually, I don't remember seeing Cooper on the on the on the pre-registration list. He he, he didn't. No, yeah, because I think they reached out to him for the uh, that New York State versus New Jersey All Star match. You know, a month or two ago, whatever it was. And I, I believe they reached out to him. And if, if they did, I, I don't believe he was interested. Um, so it, maybe just the offseason stuff and whatnot wasn't something that was interested to him. I don't know. Obviously, he's going to Cornell next year to wrestle. But right. I, I don't know. He just kind of looked a little flat. And you could definitely tell that this was his first, first or second competition back, especially against a, a stud since last March or last February, rather. Yeah, no, that's a – I don't know. It's weird. I don't see why you're not competing. I mean, you're going to go wrestle Division One in wrestling in college, and you're not going to take every advantage you can get. Yeah. So uh, that kind of covers some of the high school stuff. We are within 35 days, maybe, of the New York State tournament. Uh, there's 31. 32. Yeah, about 30, 35 to 40 days away from the New York State tournament in Pennsylvania. So as we get closer and the – the, the lineup or the entries kind of solidify will put together a better recap for that. I'm kind of excited. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a deep dive in each weight class. And yeah, well, we'll see how it all looks at, looks in a couple weeks here. Yeah. So a, a little bit of the college talk, there's Penn state wrestled Ohio state university. Uh, that was a pretty highly touted duel. Yeah, that was fun. Um, right up until the last two or three matches. Um, Bo Bartlett made his debut at 149 and gave Sammy Sasso a really good first period. Um, came out, took him right down, and then gave up a takedown late in the first period. And it was all Sasso from there. He rode him out quite a bit, got another takedown. Um, 
Bo, Bo looks like he's going to be able to compete. Uh, he just, I, I don't, I don't get the decision to let him wrestle 141 for the first half of the season. And then now he's wrestling 49. Like, why were you making him make weight if he was going to be the best guy at 49? If, if he is, I don't know. Maybe he's not, but I don't see Bearclaw or Verclearing, um, giving Sammy Sasso a 5-3 match. No. And guess what? I mean, I called it that last episode when we were talking about the duel. I said, hey, we're going to put Bo out there at 149, and sure enough, they did. So when they, once I saw that, I was like, yes, we're going to see it. So, yeah, I was pumped to see that he went out there at 149, kind of bringing up Chris. Chris is uh, our listener question from a few weeks ago. Hey, now they got four guys there. But I, I do think Bo is the guy that if they're going to roll with – you know, bow at 49, I think that's the right choice. No, I agree. I, I think so too. I just don't know. I just, I don't know. Kelsey Anderson has a plan. I hope because I don't get why they made him cut to 41 for the first part of the year. I'm just, I'm dumbfounded. Yeah, I am too. I, I don't know what that plan was, but uh, right. one of our pickums that we had though, Heinzelman versus Howard. Yep. And uh, Heinzelman kind of controlled the match. It was five, two. Uh, a couple of takedowns and a ride out wasn't anything special. Yeah. I mean, we kind of match. both picked Heinzelman, so I wasn't, you know, surprised that he lost. But, uh, right. yeah, it was good to see Howard in the lineup anyways. Yeah. And then Michael Beard. Holy crap. Where did that come from? I don't know, man. That's that's pretty wild. He that's just comes a, out and just – Yeah, go ahead. Um, Ends them at, gets the fall in the first period. Yeah, he uh, wasn't playing around. Uh, you know, he took advantage, and once Hoffman got to his back, Hoffman did not move from his back. And yeah, uh, that was that was, got, tight. that was that was big. That was big for the duel. I mean, it was kind of out of reach at that point, anyways. But uh, yeah, it was it was good to see Beard. Yeah, yeah, and then probably probably the best match of the duel. We had Carter Staroki. Or Staraki or Starochi. I'm not sure how to say it. Me neither. But I'm gonna go Staraki. Um has a great match with Caleb Romero. Wins in tiebreakers two to one. Uh Romero just couldn't get off the bottom in time. Uh it I feel like that match is gonna be the same way every time. Um with a different possibly different guy. I mean Romero was close to a couple takedowns. Um, but uh, Staroki, Caleb Romero. And Michael Kemmerer are going to have some battles. Yeah, I mean, throwing Logan Massa. That's a fun way to watch for uh, Big Tens. Yeah, Big Tens one seventy four is it's stacked. Yeah, I got a little tidbit about so that duel. I've got a guest coming on the show next Wednesday that was on the mat, probably longer or you know second longest than anybody else in that duel, and it just so happens he's the ref. Uh, he was actually the side ref for the Penn State match, Penn State Ohio State match. Uh, oh, Matt, nice. Matt Sorenchinski, Section Four native. Yep. He'll uh, he'll be on the show next Wednesday, so kind of excited to have him on talking about his journey from, uh, you know, Johnson City to wrestling at Ithaca and then you know becoming a ref, you know, refing in places like Carver and Big Tens and the NCAA finals, and it's pretty crazy the uh, the, the big matches that he's refing in. So excited. Yeah, that'll, that'll be a good show. Um, you know, fun fact about, you know, well, not really fun fact, it's pretty common knowledge, but RBY and Decatur wrestled, RBY with the technical fall, 
couple years ago back at cadet trials decatur beat rby so it's it's fun to see just the absolute insane progression from rby going from losing to a guy like decatur to getting a technical fall on a dual meet in college yeah i agree uh and then another one that michael beard uh, he pinned hoffman hoffman beat him at who's number one a few years ago yep yep that was a good match too yeah shout out to one of our listeners Derek smith uh you kind of brought that up yeah uh, i remember seeing yeah i saw that yeah but well, you know what about 285 we've got him back yeah man that's nuts that's insane to have greg kirkfleet after after coming out and saying oh we're not expecting to have him back greg kirkfleet comes back against maryland gets two pins in the first period and I mean, now he's pretty much set up to qualify for nationals without, you know, worrying about the the four-match rule or anything like that. And we get to see Greg Kirkfleet, Gable Stevenson, and Mason Paris all in the same bracket. And throwing Tony Cassiope, he's up there too. But Oh, yeah. Man, Greg Kirkfleet, throw it in there. 285 might be the best weight class in the country. Yeah. I mean, you've got to think one of those semis. I mean, obviously Cassiope might not be – at their level, the, the, those three, I don't know. I've not, I haven't seen them with Kirk Vliet, but like it, it, whether it's Kirk Vliet versus uh, Gable or whether it's Kirk Vliet versus Mason Paris, I mean, that semis is going to be nuts. Yeah. I mean, last time Kirk Vliet wrestled uh, in a close match, it was against Gable Stevenson and it was 3 2. And I believe it was Kirk Vliet's sophomore year of high school and he was wrestling 215 and Gable was a heavyweight. Their two teams had a dual meet out in Minnesota and Kirk Vliet bumped up to wrestle. Stevenson and it was a 3-2 win for Stevenson so yeah I watched that duel it was live on the flow yeah that's gonna be that'll be fun I can't wait to see Kirk Fleet step on a mat see him wrestle I don't want him to win because I don't want Penn State to win but he's fun to watch yeah let's talk about some of our uh, New York teams that are competing tomorrow we got the EIWA conference tournament going on tomorrow there's conferences tomorrow we got we got matches that matter tomorrow yeah this is insane. Matches that are going to decide if there's kids making their first trip to nationals or their fourth trip to nationals, whatever it is, it's going to be fun. It's going to mean a lot. And I can't wait. Yeah. Let's start it off at 125. Yeah. So 125 there. So EIWA gets three allocations at 125. And at for the New York guys, we got Dylan Ryder, Micah Rose, both wrestled in New York state. Both were New York state finalists. Uh, Ryder out of Hofstra is the four seed. Rose out of Binghamton is the five seed. Um, they'll they'll meet first round or well, quarterfinals, right? So basically, the, it'll be their first match of the day. Um, and I can't wait for that match. Throw in Bryce Cockrell out of LIU at the seven seed, and Ryan Chauvin out of Army as an eight seed. Um, man, I can't, I can't wait for these two to meet up. Ryder and Rose, that's gonna be a great match. Yeah, uh, it's going to be an exciting match to watch. I mean, yesterday uh, having Kenny on, he, he spoke very highly of Mike Rose and, you know, just the mindset he has as a freshman uh, competing at that level. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to watch him. So the the top – we get three uh, auto qualifiers for this. We've got Jarrett Lane as a one seed, Logan Treister as a two, Gage Curry as a three, and then Ryder and Rose as four and five. So whoever wins between Ryder and Rose – well, most likely I have Jarrett Lane of Lehigh. Um, you know, Mike and I think either one of those guys can beat a Jarrett Lane type of type of guy. Yeah. Um, right now on paper, I think I actually think the best guy in the bracket might be Gage Curry. He's a three-time national qualifier. He's tough. Um, 
And so the, the idea that leads to one is actually, I think, good for Ryder and Rose both, depending on who wins that match. Yeah, I mean, we saw Rose versus uh, Seymour, Sheldon Seymour of Lehigh, so we weren't able to see that match during the season. But, um, yeah, isn't the Gage Carey, isn't he the one that wrestled like Yanni and, and Vito, or one of the two at Super 32s back in the day? Like, they're all in the same weight. It's possible. I think um, I, I'm not positive. I know – I think Curry's a senior this year. Yeah, so it probably would make sense. Yeah. Yep. Moving up to 133, we got three allocations there as well. Sabakur is a three seed, Lambert the fifth, Montgomery the sixth, and Matthews the eighth. So we're going to see Sabakur versus Montgomery in the quarterfinals. Lambert versus Olsen of Drexel. And then we'll have Matthews versus Randall of SHU. Yeah, um, I, I think this is a good a good start for Sabaker. Um, I mean, he, he's my he's probably one of my most improved guys coming into the season. Uh, he was a JUCO All American last, I believe he was a JUCO All American last year. Um, transferred into Binghamton and getting the number three seed at EIWAs. I don't I don't see anybody stopping him from making at least top three. I mean, nothing nobody below him I think is on his level at this point. No, I mean, he beat Montgomery already in the year, and that's a six seed. So you, you've got to have a good feeling about that. And then Darren Miller, they, they might have wrestled. I'm not positive about that one. But, uh, yeah, Sabakar versus Hines. Or Hines is the one seed, and that was a close match, um, sort of. I think that was a match that Sabakar could have beat Hines in. I believe they wrestled each other in that duel. I could be wrong, I guess. But uh, So Darren Miller – has not wrestled them. He Darren Miller has went over Anthony Madrigal. Um, he actually lost to Mark Montgomery. That, that's what it was because Army wrestled Bucknell. I think Binghamton uh, and Bucknell won out of Russell. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Montgomery beat Miller. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting because Montgomery is obviously 60. So, yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's good for – I mean, that's good for, for Sabaka there. Absolutely. Coming in and – I mean, he's already got a win over Montgomery, who's got a win over Miller, and those are two guys that he's going to have to probably see to um, to go to nationals. Where are we at? Forty-one. Yeah, I'll let you uh, take this over because we got some breaking news. Yeah, so up to one hundred and forty-one pounds, we got five allocations here, and there's going to be some changes to the bracket that I'm not sure has been actually announced yet. Uh, well, it has been announced. Binghamton announced it on the on their social media. Uh, Zach Trampy is not going to be competing at 141 pounds. Dane Heberlein, the freshman or redshirt freshman out of New York, will be stepping in at 141 pounds. He's current record one and one. So that kind of changes up the bracket a bit. I don't know what they're exactly going to do. I don't know how it's going to change things. My assumption would be everybody bumps up, insert Dane Heberlein, probably at the nine because Patrick Ryan is zero and zero with no results. So I don't know if they're going to put him anywhere other than 10. Um, at least everyone's got one win on the season. So that puts uh, – we got – I'm going to go through the whole thing. This bracket's kind of fun. We got the one seed, uh, Cody Tribus of Navy. Two seed, Lane Peters of Army. Three seed, Tyler Williams of Drexel. Four, Vinny Vespa out of Hofstra. Five, Connor McGonigal out of Lehigh. Six, Drew Witham out of LIU. Seven, Kurt Phipps out of Bucknell. And my guess would be uh, – 
we're going to go eight with Carlucci again, yep, out of Sacred Heart, and then nine. I think they're going to put Heverline at the nine, and then Patrick Ryan's going to stay at the 10. Um, I'm going to say watch out for Patrick Ryan. That kid, um, he, he didn't wrestle on the team last year. He redshirted. I think he went 15 and eight as a red shirt in his freshman year, true freshman year. I think he was 14 and eight. Um, he's tough. He's going to be, he's the bad draw in the bracket. He's going to see Kurt Phipps first round, most likely. If not, they bump him up to eight um, or up to the nine seed. He'll see Carlucci in the first round. So this yeah. bracket's going to. Yeah, no, that's this bracket's uh, kind of taken an interesting turn. Uh, I think last year, EIWA or the last, you know, several years, EIWA has been pretty darn good at 141 pounds. You know, we, we got five allocations at this weight and taking away Trampe is, it's pretty darn big uh, looking at it. Yeah. I mean, my guy drew with him out of my high school. I coached him in high school. I'm hyped for him moving up to six. He's got to, he's got to really knock off one guy. He's got to, he's got to get an upset somewhere, a seated upset, right? Um, he's actually going to see Tyler Williams of Drexel most likely first round now he wrestled him a few weeks back he did lose that match but it was it wasn't the best for him so I I think I think he gets that one back yeah Emberline is uh, I think he's a retro junior isn't he I mean I guess I don't he uh, was a state champ back in 17 so not unless he's just took some years off. I, I don't know. I can't remember his, his story, but uh, yeah, he won a state title in 17, won it in 16, took second in 15, I believe. So he's been around. He, he's redshirted, I think, in 2018, but. Are we talking about Williams here? No, Dan Emberlin. Oh, Heverline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, is he a junior? I think so. I mean, like I said, he graduated in 2017. Holy crap. I didn't even realize it's been that long. Oh, yeah. I still remember watching him wrestle in, in win state titles. Yeah. Seems like it's just feel like it's been that long. A little whooper snapper. Uh, moving up to 149 pounds, we have four allocations. PJ Ugansanya is the one seed. Gaxiola is the sixth. Zarif is the eighth, and Gomez is the ninth. So we'll see Zarif versus Gomez. That's a a rematch of I believe their first duel of the season. Um, LIU came up to Binghamton. Zarif got that win. Battle of the Long Islanders. And the winner will get P.J. Umbansanya. And then we'll have Gaxiola versus Clark of American. So, you know, there's four allocations. Uh, looking at the seeds. Looking at the seeds, we've got Cody Tribus. Uh, actually, that's 40, not 41. That's 41, yeah. P.J. Umbansanya is the one seed. Casey Cobb is the two. Clark is the three. Hoffman, the four. Nitcher, the five. And then Gaxioli, the six. So, I mean, I've, I've been high on Zarif all season, uh, but he's going to have to pull out a few upsets to get to get to where he wants. Obviously. Yeah, I mean, and, and Gomez is nobody to look past either. I mean, him and they had a 7-6 match at the beginning of the season, and then they're going to have to go through P.J. Ogunsanya, which I'm not sure either one of those guys are ready for Ogunsanya right now. No, I don't either. So, obviously, I think Zarif's going to have to win a few in the wrestlebacks to, you know, earn his bid to the NCAA tournament. I mean, I think he can do it, but yeah, good luck to him. Yeah, I mean, none of these guys above him are like are world beaters or anybody that that's like, oh man, that guy's going to compete for all American or anything like that. So yeah, I agree. It's certainly possible for either any of these guys to to take up those last two spots. I think the first two between Ogunsanya and Casey Cobb are kind of locked, but 
then you look past those two. It's kind of anyone's game. Yep. Moving up to 157, uh, we have five allocations here. Uh, New York guys are the are Holden Heller as the one out of Hofstra. You got Marcus Hartman out of Army as a two seed. You got Rise Royster out of LIU as the eight seed, and Matt Swanson out of Binghamton as the nine seed. Matt um, Swanson. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, they, they announced that a few uh, about a week ago now. Yeah, it's just he's gonna go in at one fifty seven. Um, another New York guy that we got in the bracket, Parker Crobman. We talked about his brother Cooper a little earlier on the on the show. Uh, out of Drexel, he's actually the three seed here. Yeah, uh, you know Parker Crobman had the nice win a few years ago over Kladzdik of of uh, Princeton. I think I just saw that reshared on Instagram or or Twitter. But yeah, uh, yeah so. This will be a good weight. There's five allocations. So, I mean, you've got to think Heller, Kropman, and Hartman are definitely the top three. Cerniglia, though. Cerniglia is tough. I'm not yeah. – I don't want to look past that guy because, I mean, I think those top, those four are are nearly locks as well. Those four are going to are gonna be at the NCAAs. And then the last spot is going to be between the rest of the guys, which, I mean, none of them are super surprising or are super tough that I know of. And I think Swanson, I think Swanson is better than, than uh, he's probably gotten credit for. Um, I think he, I actually do think he has a shot. Yeah. I mean, we haven't seen him. We've had, we've had uh, Straczynski of Binghamton and we've had uh, Barker. Um, so we haven't seen much of Swanson this year. So, you know, release the beast. That's why he's a ninth seed. Um, you know, he might be better than a few of these guys. So that's just why he's seated so low, I believe. Yeah. And he's, I mean, he's got no matches this year yet. Um, right. You wonder if there was some kind of injury involved or something, but this is his third time wrestling at EIWA. So don't, I would not going to be surprised if he finally pulls something out, especially when these guys who have it don't, don't have as much experience as he does at this, at this uh, level. That being said, he did wrestle um, Kazan Clark last year, the 149 pounder and got majored. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. All I got to say is uh, if Hartman and Cerniglia wrestle and Hartman wins, uh, Army beats, you know, Navy in the duel. So I want to see that match because Cerniglia wrestled, I believe it was uh, Army's backup. Hartman didn't wrestle that match. And it came down to that during their duel during the season. Yeah, I remember that. That was a that was a big duel, too. Yeah, Navy won. So moving up to 165, we've got five allocations as well. We've got Ricky Stam as a three seed. Brevin Kinsella as the four, Barzek as a five, Fieldman as the eight, and Farrow as a nine. So we'll have Fieldman versus Farrow, Kinsella versus Barzek, Stan versus Meyer of Lehigh. Yeah, this is gonna be a good bracket. I'm excited to see Kinsella in this in this bracket. I think the first round with him and Barzak is gonna be a lot of fun. Two New York guy, or well, Barzak a New York guy um, out of Section Two, and Kinsella out of Binghamton, obviously. Um, that'll be a fun first-round match. Winner gets Hartman. Isn't Barzak from uh, Modern Woodbury? Is, oh, you're right, Section 9. Yeah, you're right. That's my fault. That's all right. I always mix the 9 and the 2 kids up all the time. I don't even know why because their singlets are completely different colors. <laughs> yeah, you're all right. Uh, yeah, but this will be a good way. I, I mean, I'm high on Brevin Casella, uh, 4 and 5 seed. So having those two wrestle and the winner gets Hartman a Bucknell. 
you know, that's a match that we didn't get to see because uh, Binghamton versus Bucknell, I don't think happened. So. No, yeah, I think Bucknell had some had some COVID issues at the time. That's exciting though. I mean, Hartman's tough. He's a top ten. He's been a top ten guy in the country in the past. I actually believe he's top ten right that right now. Um, and I'd like to see Casella against somebody of that caliber, top ten in the country, and see where he's at. Yeah, I think Casella, if he makes it to the NCAA tournament, he can uh, definitely surprise some people. He kind of reminds me of Justin Lister, just his his uh, length and stuff, and you know he's yeah, that's a really good comparison him. actually. Yeah, good, good comparison. I just thought of that. So, so moving up to 174. All right. We, we got some disrespect out of the Flow Boys here at 174. They called out our guy, Ross, the boss, McFarland, two-time New York State champion. Should be a three-time New York State champion. Yeah. Bite gate got to him. Mm-hmm. But here he is, the number two seed at the IWA championships. And I'm excited to see how he can do. At the three seed out of Army, we got uh, Ben Pasuik. Four seed, Jacob Nolan out of Binghamton. And then we got Thomas DeGennaro out of LIU. That's going to be – I mean, this weight class is going to be fun. It's got a good amount of New York taste to it um, with Jacob Nolan. He's going to have Jake Logan out of Lehigh first round. Ross McFarlane will have – the winner between Tim Fitzpatrick of American and Pat O'Donnell out of Sacred Heart. Um, I got to think he's going to be either one of those guys to set up a match with Ben Pasuik out of Army. Yeah. Uh, so looking at the seeds, you know, Jake Nolan versus Jake Logan. Uh, I, I've got to assume that's going to be the quarterfinal match. Um, we didn't see Nolan versus Logan. Uh, that match did not happen. I think. Nolan Russell, you know, Lee, I'd had a ton of different guys in their lineup throughout the year, but we weren't able to see that. I just, you know, I'm high on Jake Nolan coming from the North country um, across the state, I guess still, but uh, I, I kind of want to see across the state from everybody, you know, but you know, section <laughs> seven is still like a, a two and a half, three hour drive from us. You guys are a two and a half hour drive from everybody. Yeah. yeah I know. Tell you. Kenny Courts, uh, <laughs> Kenny Courts is like, dude, 11 hour drive to, uh, Virginia Beach next weekend. I'm like, yeah, dude, this is what happens when you're in the North Country. You're gonna have to travel. <laughs> hey, it's like a 12 hour drive from us. It's 11 or no, it's like eight. I lied to you. It's like eight. Yeah, yeah that makes sense because we're three hours north. But yeah, yeah. So uh, 174 looks pretty, pretty good to watch. Again, we have five auto qualifiers. I think the top five guys are are maybe heads and shoulders above the uh, bottom five. No, I, I agree with that. I think those top the top five seeds are going to be the guys that are going. Yep. Moving up to 184 pounds, we have six allocations. We have Louis Dupre at one seed, got Brown from Army at three, Small from Hofstra at four, and then Langan of LIU at seven. So we should see Louis versus the winner of Guida and Ameriman. And then we'll have Brown versus Stillings of Drexel, Small versus Acosti of SHU. And Langan versus Key of Navy. So again, <clears throat> six allocations. That's kind of, I think, highly off of the IWAs. You know. Yeah, this is a, uh, this is one of those ones that the Max and the Big Twelves are like, come on, guys. Yeah. Not to talk down on the IWAs, but the, the guy that's going is is Louis Dupre. Um, he's the one kind of leading the charge here, kind of keeping the IWA afloat. At this weight class, yeah, because Lehigh is usually pretty tough at 184. 
And their guy's seated ninth in this weight. Right. Uh, it's just a guy that, you know, they've had several different guys at this weight. <clears throat> and, you know, they're ninth. Usually they're, you know, top. They're in the All-American running at, at 184. And then you got, you know, Cornell, obviously, that's out. But even Princeton, um, that's kind of where the six auto qualifiers come from. But, yeah, Louis Dupre is going to run through this bracket. You know, I'm sleeping on David Key. Last year at the Southern Scuffle, he lost a three-two match to Trent Hidley. Damn, I wonder if they uh, him and Brown wrestled this year. I gotta look that up. Um, Taylor Brown, yeah, five-two for uh, David Key. Are you talking about JT? He's got some good match. He's got some good results here. Some good matches. I'm sleeping on him a little bit. He pinned Anthony Montaldo at Southern Scuffle. Yeah, he beat Taylor Brown five to two. Yeah, that's that's right. So I mean, he's got some good matches. Man, I'm surprised. I, I didn't I didn't expect this. This guy is gonna. This guy might be. I obviously I'm not gonna pick him to pick Louis Dupre, but um, I'm not gonna be sleeping on him at NCAA's. Yeah, because Louis should have majored uh, of Brown when they wrestled Binghamton wrestled the Army. Oh yeah, I remember he that. Ten to three, but like Brown kind of clammed up and Louis couldn't really get anything open. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Key and uh, Brown will be a good semi match. Yeah, that that'll be fun. Yep. Um, all right, moving on to one ninety seven. We got five allocations here, and we got JT Brown out of Army West Point at the two seed. We got Trey Rogers out of Hofstra at the five. Sam Dupre at the eight out of Binghamton, and TJ Franen out of LIU at the nine seed. Yeah, uh, it's Jacobson. Um, he's probably him and Brown. Yeah, no, Jacobson. He, uh, I mentioned him in the Ben Hannes thing. Hannes beat him at EIWA's, you know, years ago, three years ago, whatever it was. And then at the NCAA tournament, Jacobson beat Hannes, and that's kind of what dropped Hannes back down to the wrestleback. So Jacobson's been around for a while. He's one of those guys that we mentioned. Lehigh has, you know, that 197, 285 punch. Five qualifiers, though. You've got to think the top five are probably going to – then again, Dupre is kind of a sleeper. Yeah, I mean, Dupre definitely has an opportunity to to, to make some noise here. Um, I think Trey Rogers is beatable. Brian McLaughlin is beatable. Top three, I'm not sure if he can, if he can break into that top three there. Yeah, I mean, he's he's going to run into Jacobson. Uh, it's his first match, well, in the quarterfinals, if, if that's what happens. I just don't see that match going well for him. You know, no, he, he know. lost to Jack Brown of Army 10 to 4. He got majored by Jacobson 10 to 0. And I want to say he wrestled Rogers as well, but no, they, they must not. They didn't wrestle. No, you're right. But yeah, he wrestled no. Poser last year at EIWAs and he got pinned. So yeah. Man, I didn't know Sam's been out of college for two years already. That's surprising to me. Up at 285, we've got four allocations. We got Bob Held of Army at three seed, Knight and Ward at four seed, Doyle at the fifth seed, and Nagoski at seven. So a couple surprises, though, before I talk about the matchups. I mean, they went with Held instead of Sullivan, kind of like yep. we mentioned throughout the year. They've had uh, the roster battle at that weight. You know, Binghamton, Sid's bulk job day, you know, they're unleashing the beast, Doyle. Uh, you know, obviously he was ranked to start the year. We haven't seen him much, but or at all, I don't think. Knight and Ward versus Doyle will be 
first round match, Held versus Crosby of Bucknell, and then Nagoski versus Birchmeyer of Navy. Again, Doyle, you know, he's probably definitely better than Day, just because Day's still growing into 285. Right. But it's depressing. It's, it's almost like when Ohio State and Russell Gaston Gary in those. Hey, he's got a Russell off today. All right. Yeah, he does. Gaston Gary is a Russell off today. He can still get that spot at Big Tens. All right. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not putting down the flag yet. Yeah, so this said back to 285 at EIWAs. Joe Doyle and Zach Knight and Ward is going to be a good first round match. Um, I think, I mean, Knight and Ward is NCAA qualifier. Joe Doyle is really tough. We saw Knight and Ward um, take a couple losses this year. I'm not sleeping on Doyle catching that win, making it to semis. Yeah, Doyle has not wrestled yet this year. Uh, last year he was he wrestled quite a bit in the IWAs. I don't know exactly what he placed, but he lost the Night Nord six to four. So close know, match. Yeah, close match. And you can't really read into it. I think Night Nord beat Held, right? At the beginning of the year. I'm not positive. Oh, Held beat Night Nord. Yeah, yeah, right. Because Night Nord lost to Held and Sullivan. Right. Right. So but Nine Ward lost to Held. He lost to Sullivan, and then he's won all of his matches since. Uh, he has yeah, he, he he majored Nagoski, majored Jarrett Walters out of Bloomsburg, got a pin. Derek Rose out of Drexel and Tech Fall. So he's got four straight bonus point wins. Yeah, and then obviously we haven't seen Doyle. I mean, I I imagine he's been on the match, uh, working his way to being healthy. Uh, with just I hope this first round match is you know. Not too much for him. I mean, I, mean, I don't know. I think he'll be all right. They got they got some good good coaching going on down there, and obviously so does so does Hofstra. But I think Doyle will be ready to go. Yeah, and if he wins that, uh, so that's four and five seed. If he wins that, he's got Jordan Wood in the semis. Um, you know, Jordan obviously is maybe outside shot at All American. I mean, he's right there to All American, but looking at that weight, it's I think seven through or uh, five through ten, five through twelve is somewhat up in the air at 285 the NCAA tournament but yeah so four allocations for this I think it's really going to be between Doyle and Knight Ward you know whoever wins that first round match is going to set them up uh, absolutely I mean that's that's going to be your your most likely to be in the three four match I mean whoever wins that quarterfinal because then obviously you go to the Conti semis and you're gonna have, you're gonna have the easier Conti semi by winning that there yeah, uh, so the EIWAs, again, that is tomorrow. It starts at 10 a.m. Uh, tomorrow, February 26th. It's the Friday, 10 a.m. It'll be a live on Flow Wrestling. It's the 117th EIWA Championships. So, you know, it's been around a while. Go, Drew. Yep. So, uh, yeah, check that out. We'll, uh, we'll be back next week to recap that stuff. But moving on to the other conference tournaments. We got the MAC championships get some action going this weekend um starting right off at 125 pounds you got drew hildebrandt and another roster change because connor brown will not be wrestling for missouri he is out i i can't remember who they said it was replacing him but i do know he will not be wrestling here i'm not sure who it's going to be uh, then we got Jake Ferry of Kent State at the three, Luke Warner out of Lock Heaven at the four, and Jonathan Tropea out of Ryder is the five. Um, Buffalo has Tristan Daughtry um, seated eighth of this bracket. 
they have three allocations. So with Connor Brown being out, that kind of opens up a little bit of room for somebody like a Jonathan Tropea to kind of sneak in there and find a way to uh, NCAA berth. And our guy, Micah Rose, beat Tropea at the beginning of the year. Yes, he did. Rider, so, yeah. Moving up the I mean, this is Drew Hildebrandt's. Drew Hildebrandt's walking away with this with his eyes closed. Oh, yeah. No Especially doubt. Kind of if Connor Brown was wrestling, I'd say a little different. But with Connor Brown out, it's Drew Hildebrandt all day. Yep. Moving up to 133 pounds. Um, Buffalo doesn't have a guy, you know, seated in the top eight. But uh, at 133, the uh, MAC gets, I believe it's four. Yeah, they get four allocations. So, you know, looking at that weight, Schmidt of Missouri is probably the favorite. Yeah, I don't – I mean, how many of, the other, of these other guys do you really even are looking at? I'm like, oh, man, that guy can compete at NCAAs. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Drew Martin. He's not bad. Um, but really, it, it's, it's Matt Schmidt and the rest. Yep. So we'll just move right on up to 141, where Buffalo has Derek Spann as the number four seed. They are getting three allocations, which, I mean, it, it's about right. I'd like to see maybe four here, but um, I, I think three is probably the right call. Uh, Alan Hart is the number one seed out of Missouri. And Dresden Simon, number two out of Central Michigan. Saul Irvin out of SIUE. Derek Spann at the four. And Mackenzie Bell at the five out of Ryder. Um, Alan Hart is, is running away with this. I don't think it'll be, be very close. Maybe Spann can give him a go. If he can, it'd be great because he, I mean, make the finals and you're, you're secured a spot, but. Yeah, I what, hope what uh, Spann has some of his top magic for this weekend, you know, being a hammer on top and, you know, getting, getting some of the turns and, you know, the ride outs that he, he'll need to be top three because, I really think, you know, he, he, last year he qualified for the NCAA tournament. And I think if they had an NCAA tournament last year, he was going to turn some heads. You know, he was looking pretty tough. Um, but I I don't know if he's banged up this year or what, or maybe just, you know, he's a senior. Um, I don't know. I just hope that – Yeah, I hope that he is he, – he has what it takes to advance to the NCAA tournament. Because as a New York guy, and, you know, he's a Section 3 guy that I watched quite a bit as he grew up. I'm just I'm pulling for him. I hope he, you know, he gets that shot at wrestling at the NCAA tournament. Yeah, and you know, I might be sleeping on Saul Irvin here. This kid lost in overtime to Allen Hart out of Missouri um, a couple weeks ago. He beat Derek Spann five one. Um, he lost a five point decision to Cade Brock. Yeah, he's tough. He's tougher than he's tougher than I gave him credit for. So um, let me retract my statement and say Allen Hart's running away with this, but he's a uh, He's gonna have some competition. Stall yeah, Dresden, Dresden Simon's not uh, a slouch either. He's he's pretty tough. So yeah, let's see what his results are. He lost a four-two decision to Allen Hart as well. Um, he majored. Uh, I think he majored Span right. Pinned him. Pinned him. Okay, that's what it was. I remember it was like not good for Span. Yeah, he also has a tech fall uh, over New York guy Ryan Burgos out of Edinburgh. Hmm. So. Yeah, that's, that's 141. Uh, moving up to 149, we've got Brock Muller as a one seed, uh, Anthony Cialoni of Northern Illinois as a two seed, Tyler Vath of Edinburgh as a three, 
Cody Kamara as the four and our guy from Buffalo, Ben Freeman, as the fifth seed. Uh, looking at the EIWA allocations, we've got three at this weight. Uh, you know, it's – I don't know much about Freeman, but – and I don't really know much about the, the top few guys besides Mahler. I know Mahler's a beast. but uh, Mahler, Mahler's going to walk through this. Yeah. Then again, I just said that about – Alan Hart, and I was like, hold on, let me back that up a little bit. But the two seed right now, he's actually got a pretty good record. He lost um, the Mauler 9-3 to three at the beginning of the year. Tyler Bat? Shaloni did. Chaloney, All right, I look at Tyler Bat, the three seed. And he beat Ben Freeman 6-3, to three, so, you know, maybe things aren't looking too bad for Freeman if he has a good tournament. Yeah, Tyler Bath also beat Freeman 11-5. to five. Um his loss to Anthony Cialoni, two to zero. He also has a pin over New York State champion Alexander Sampson out of Mercyhurst. Ooh, no kid. Um, but it's it's Mahler, smaller yeah. until proven otherwise. Yeah, I agree. One fifty-seven. Jesse Delvecchia out of New York, number one seed from Ryder. Uh, Jared Jacuse, Jacuse out of Missouri. Jacquez. Justin Ruffin out of SIUE is the three. Alex Carita out of Bloomsburg is the four. Jordan Svilka out of Ohio is the five. And then Buffalo has Michael Petit at the number eight seed. Yep. They have uh, three allocations at this weight. And I've got to imagine the top three are going to go go away with, with this. Yeah, I was going to say top three sounds about right to me. Those top three are pretty tough. I'm excited to see Delvecchia and Jack Hughes in the finals of, of the Max here. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm a, you know, Jesse Delvecchia being a New York guy. Um, he's like, I believe he's still ranked top five in the country. So he's fourth right now, I believe. Yeah, he's been four all year pretty much. Uh, yeah, and um, Justin Riffin had a 4 3 loss to J- Jack Hughes. So I'm not going to be surprised if he actually pulls that one out. But I still rather see Jack Hughes uh, versus. Delvecchia here, but Justin Ruffin's tough. Yeah, Ruffin beat um so so moving up to 165 though, this is where things kind of suck because you're looking at it. 165, you got Keegan O'Toole as the one seed out of Missouri, you know, the freshman phenom. Two seed, we have Izak Olinjik of Northern Illinois. Three seed Colt Yanger of Ohio. Four seed Jake Silverstein of Ryder and at five we got Alex Kramer of Central Michigan. Um, yeah, this is tough because I feel like anybody out of the top four here can compete. Yeah, Jake Silverstein's tough. He's got some really quality wins. Colt Yinger is really tough. Um, Olenjen, uh I'm not even going to pretend I can say yeah, that I, name. Isaac Olenjic. Yeah, that goes. Sounds good. Out of Northern Illinois, um, he has some. A pretty good record. He's currently in ten and one, with his one loss coming to O'Toole five to one. Um, so I mean, anybody in that top four is com- is competable at the NCAA tournament, and they get one. Yeah, one guy. That is very unfortunate for the Max. Uh, yeah, that sucks. So yeah, I mean, I'm gonna go with Keegan O'Toole, unless I don't think it's. I mean, Keegan will walk away with his bracket, but. It's 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 rough. Yeah, guys, this weird year didn't give them an opportunity to really earn their spots. Yeah, the next weight up's not any better either. 
They got they got two at one seventy four. Yeah, I mean it's not like I don't know if the three and the four would compete anyways. Uh, maybe maybe not. I don't know, but you got one seventy four. You got Andrew McNally of Kent State at the two seed. You got Peyton Peyton Mako of Missouri. Uh, three seed. You got Mason. Nine and oh. What's up? He's undefeated. Peyton Mako's undefeated. Nine and oh. Yeah, I mean th- those two. I don't know much about McNally then. I mean if he's seated above him. Obviously, Mako's a sophomore and McNally's a senior, but they only get two at this this weight. At the three seed, you got Mason Kaufman of Northern Illinois. The four, Angel Garcia of Ryder. And at five, you got Paul Pierce of George Mason. Again, Andrew McNally, two-time national qualifier out of Kent State. This year, he is 6-1. and one. His one loss is an injury default loss to Caleb Hetrick of Clarion. Um his best win looks to be Jacob Oliver out of Edinburgh. 28 on WrestleStat, 7-6. to six. Um, well, I'm this, not sure what the – I mean, I guess two-time national qualifier is the thing keeping him seated ahead of ahead of uh, Peyton Mako here. Also, coaches' rankings probably going to play a big part of that too. Peyton Mako, though, that semi is going to be pretty wild because he wrestled Mason Kaufman uh, a couple weeks ago. Probably – yeah, a month ago now. He uh, – he lost two to, two to one on tiebreaker two. Tiebreaker two, two to that's that's a big match there. Hopefully yeah. he can pull that one again. I, I think I think if Peyton takes second, I mean being at that point probably uh, twelve and zero, maybe thirteen or no. I mean you got you got a or thirteen and one at that point, right? Twelve. They and get one two allocations second. though. What they have two allocations. Oh, they do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. 65 has one. I, definitely I mean, that, that semis is just going to be huge because he's got that close match against Kaufman. You know, that, that match could have gone either way. And yeah. You got to think, you got to think Brian Smith might be going to that meeting tonight and saying, Hey, uh, can we relook at those seeds? My guy has no losses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. True. Both national qualifiers. Yep. Moving up to 184, we got two allocations at 184. Starting off with Britt Wilson of Northern Illinois, Jeremiah Kent of Missouri, George Walton of Ryder, DeAndre Nassar of Cleveland State, and Max Woolabaugh of Clarion rounding out the top five seeds here. Um, I'm going to be honest. I don't know much about any of these guys other than Jeremiah Kent, and that's probably because he's a Missouri guy. Yeah, I don't know about any of these guys either. Uh, it kind of sucks because we have no um, – no guys from Buffalo in these last few weights. Right. I mean, I mean, yeah, they got the 285 Sam Skyler, but I mean, yeah. between 74, 84, 97, there's not much to really bounce off in New York. Um, I will say Jeremiah Kent is 7 0 this year with one, two, three, four, five bonus points, five bonus point wins, including a pin over Keegan Moore out of Northern Iowa. Yeah, and uh, Brett Wilson, he is 10 and one this year with 72% bonus. So uh, he's a 12th ranked guy in the country for Northern Illinois. Northern Illinois seemed like they had a pretty good year. Yeah. I mean, their guys are all over these seedings. Yep. Top three, top two. Uh, moving top up to 197 pounds. We have got Greg Bolzak at one seed for Clarion. Uh, Rocky Elam of Missouri at the two. Colin McCracken of Penn, Kent State at the three, Ben Smith of Cleveland State at the four, and rounding the fifth seed is Landon Pelham of Central Michigan. 
They uh, a few go. They get two at this weight. And I'm, I mean, it seems like the top two are going to be the, the the ones that are going. Yeah. Um, Rocky Elam, he's uh, you know, he's pretty darn tough. He's 23rd in the country right now. He's seven and zero. Uh, he's got a win over Yonger Bastida of Iowa State. Uh, I remember watching that match. Yeah, that was he, tough. He beat Pelham this year, seven to three. Uh, yeah. He's gonna. He's gonna. He's gonna. I mean, I don't know. I don't see him losing to. I. I think him and Bolsick's gonna be a really tough match. Uh, Bolsick's tough, senior out of Clarion. Um, Rocky Elam had a really good showing at juniors until he ran into uh, Mr. Fastwitch. Um, he also Rocky Elam also I believe has a win over Max Dean at senior nationals. Oh really? I didn't know that. Yeah, he uh, they wrestled in the Russellbacks and he knocked off Max Dean there. So um, look for Rocky Elam to push for Greg Bullsack in the finals here. Yeah, that, that McCracken that's the third seed. He is uh, eight and three on the year. I believe six and three in the division one wrestling. He doesn't yeah, have. Yeah, it's going to be Elam and Bolsick here. Yeah, it is. Bolsick beat uh, McCracken nine to five this year, but I don't know how close of a nine to five match that was. Yeah, you never know. That could be like a controlling match, and then somebody just kind of goes for broke and finds something. Yeah, exactly. Two eighty five. Yeah, go. They off. got two here. Um, with this is one of those weight classes where it's like, man, they're get, they're also getting kind of eaten up yeah. from the from the year because you got Matt Stencil out of Central Michigan as the one, Ethan Laird out of Ryder as a two, Zach Elam out of Missouri at the three, Sam Skyler out of Buffalo as the four, and John Spaulding out of Edinburgh as the five. I honestly think any of the top four here could could compete at NCAA's, and they only get two. Kind of sucks. Um, man, Zach Elam at the three. I, I, man, he he's gonna make he can make some noise. He's tough. Uh, Ethan Lierd has a couple of really good wins this year. He has a win over who was it? Jordan Wood. He beat eight to five this year. Um, yeah, I can see him giving Stencil a good go. Everybody knows Matt Stencil's top. He's an All American. He's tough. Um, probably gonna win the weight class here. But I could see Zach Elam or Ethan Laird pushing him in the finals. Yeah, Stencil beat uh, Elam four to one this year. He had a eight two win over Spalding, and uh, you know when he wrestled Buffalo, he wrestled Toby Toby Cahill. So he, he didn't wrestle um, Skyler. But as I mentioned last episode when we talked about the Max, you know two eighty five. I think there's four guys ranked in the top twenty or twenty five for EIWAs. You know these these top four guys, so they're only getting two allocations for the NCAA tournament. I I might think that one of them gets uh, at large. You know it's hard telling, or a wild yeah, card, I mean, or whatever. But with the wild cards this year, not knowing anything really, you're gonna have to hope everybody else goes chalk to even think about praying for a wild card, especially with how many people in the Big Twelve aren't going to be getting any allocations. It's it's, it's scary for these guys. <laughs> Yeah, I'm uh for this weight though, I'm definitely going uh Stencil and Leard uh for our two guys that will be representing the Mac. Uh yeah, Leard Leard stuff. Um I, I think I kind of think I want to go with Elam here. He's he's been battle tested this year. He's got three losses, all to top twelve guys. Um I wouldn't be surprised if Elam knocks off Laird. 
Yeah, I mean, Laird beat Michael Beard last year, nine to seven. Uh, he beat Dakota Gear last year, three to two. So he was at 97 last year. He bumped up to 285. He's got that lighter weight style where he's got a more offensive style, I guess I should say. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm a kind of a fan of Lear because, as I mentioned a few episodes ago now, when he beat Wood of Lehigh, that he is a General McLean alum. And again, their high school coach, which was Lear's high school coach, he listens to this podcast. Uh, you know, he's a former Section 10 guy that's living down there in Pennsylvania. So, yeah, I'm going to go with his guy as somebody that's going to qualify for this weight. So I'll pick him over Elam in the semis. So moving on to some less New York heavy stuff. We got the ACC's happening this weekend. This might be my favorite conference tournament of the year for this year outside of Big Tens. Big Tens is basically nationals to me. Um, ACC's has six teams and – Five of the six teams are in the top 20 of the country. Super heavy, super deep from their six guys, right? Any of the top, any of the top five of most of these weight classes could walk away with winning an ACC title. Starting at 125 pounds, Sam Latona, number one seed, Jacob Camacho, number two, Colton Camacho, number three seed. So we're going to see some Camacho on Camacho problems in the semis here. And then hopefully a rematch between Sam Latona and Joe, Jacob Camacho. That match was fire in the dual meet, and it's going to be fire in the ACC championship. Yeah, I don't have the allocation. Oh, I don't either. Um, actually. So EIW or uh, ACCs, they're going to have three at 125. Is that what that is? Oh, yeah, it is. Okay, so I see that. So, yeah, they'll have three. Three total at 125. And then we'll have – So I mean, you got to think it's going to be the top three there. Yeah, I don't know if Camacho and McCormick wrestled this year. Um, but, yeah, I've got to imagine that Latona and Camacho, are, are they're clearly the favorite one, too. I'm not going to doubt that. But Camacho versus McCormick. Yeah, Colton Camacho uh, beat Patrick McCormick in overtime 4-2. He also beat Will Guida 2-0. So I'm not going to be surprised if either of those two beat Colton Camacho in a wrestleback match yeah. for a spot at nationals. Um, little tidbit: Colton Camacho beat Sheldon Seymour in tiebreakers. So we could see. I mean, that's that's a good sign for for uh, Mike Rose. Rose there. Heck yeah, it is. Moving up to 133 pounds, we got Mickey Philippi of Pitt at the one seed, Corbin Myers of Virginia Tech as a two, Joe Heilman at three, Louis Hayes at four. And Jarrett Trombley at five, and then Drake Doolittle of Duke at six. Uh, this, this is fun. Yeah, they get you know, four. They get yeah, they get four here, and, and I think Jarrett Trombley at the five right now can't compete at NCAA's. Um, kind of sucks. He might be on the odd man looking out, um, but that top four is also hammer. Yeah, I mean we we're seeing Heilman. Um, you know, he's stepping in the lineup. Who'd they have at 133 before? Oh, they had um, Hernandez. Hernandez, Hernandez, yeah. Hernandez, obviously, you saw Highland pick up that win over Louis Hayes, I believe it was. So uh, You got to think they had to make a big difference for him making getting the spot. I imagine so, yeah. So, Jarrett Trombley has wins over Ryan Jack. Um. He has a 4-2 loss to Mickey Phillippe. 
his overtime law overtime 13 to 11 win over new york state ellison champion tyler kellison yeah i remember and that four, four two win over new york state i believe finalist sean carter he might have been a champion as well kellison was not a champion was he he lost Did to zach redding in the finals no, he beat Zach Redding in the final. Or he beat Zach Redding in the semis. Yeah, he beats uh, – yeah, he oh, lost. Oh, then he lost to Burgos. He lost yeah, yeah, to Burgos. He lost Burgos. Yeah, I knew he beat That's him. That's right. Yeah. You're right. I'm sorry. I, you think about him beating Zach Redding, and you're like, wait, he didn't win a state yeah, title? That, I thought that was the finals match. Yeah, and then I was like, shit. You know, he lost to somebody in the finals. Yeah, Burgos. Yeah. yeah. That match was wild. Yeah, um, yeah so Jared Trombley, he, he can compete here at 133. Um, he could knock off any of these top four guys. Um, but I got it. Mickey Phillippe, he's tough, but I'm not going to say Corbin Myers or Joel Heilman couldn't beat him. I think Myers and Heilman, the winner of that is going to push Mickey Phillippe in the finals. Yeah. I mean, some of these weights are so deep that like, if they're looking for a wild card, their records aren't going to be great because they're the season like ACC has some of these weights are just so deep where same with big tens. They're, they're going to be on the outside looking in, looking for a wild card, but they're definitely able to compete because they just have behind, have been behind some hammers. You know, uh, yeah. you got Louis Hayes. He's seven and three on the year. You know, he, he lost to Corbin Myers already lost to Philippi. He lost to Heilman as we mentioned, but. Those are three guys seated ahead of him right now. He's gonna he'll have opportunities. I mean, he's gonna have to get through Trombley, and then I mean, he can beat Mickey Philby. Yeah, uh, there's no question in my mind that he could. And that was four three loss, so yeah, he, he definitely can beat Philby. This is why I love the ACC. Everybody, there, there's five guys in any weight class who can beat anybody in the top five. Yeah, and that's and that's what we're gonna see this weekend. We're gonna see some upsets from here that are gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, the crazier thing is at 141. You know, Dude, I'm so excited. I've been yeah. talking about it all season. All season, I'm going to talk about this weight class. Number one seed, Tariq Wilson out of NC State. Number two seed, Zach Sherman out of North Carolina. Number three seed out of Athens, PA, Brian Courtney, Virginia. Four seed, Cole Matthews out of Pitt. And five seed, Sam Hillegas out of Virginia Tech. Well, three are going. Only three are going. Yeah. Man, yeah, that is rough. Three of them. Man, any any given day, any of these five could be top three. Yeah, you, you put these five in a bag and you just draw three names. I'm not surprised if those are the three going. Yeah, we're gonna see Shermer versus Courtney in the semis. Uh, yep. Down low, and then we'll see. Uh, I lost this sheet. Quarterfinals, quarterfinals. Cole Matthews, Sammy Hilgis, four yeah. versus five. Winner gets Tariq Wilson. I believe Tariq Wilson wrestled both of these guys this year. And they were two-point decisions. And I believe he needed a late four-point move against against Cole Matthews at Pitt here. Yeah, so, I mean, I've got to imagine Cole Matthews versus Hillegas. You know, the loser is going to have to face – what Sherman and Court, the loser of Sherman and Courtney in the Concy semis. Yep. So, and, uh, yeah, it's gonna be rough. Tariq Wilson needed a, a tiebreakers to beat Cole Matthews. He needed a late four point move to beat Zach Sherman. He did. He did beat Sam Hillegas five one. I believe that was more of a controlled five one. 
not a lot of danger. And he needed a late four point move against Brian Courtney to win eight, six. Cause he ended up, he was, he was losing and ended up getting a reversal and some backs to win the match. Yeah. That's uh, this weight. Just it's going to be, and even in the Concy semis, like I, I mentioned, you know, you're going to have to win that hard, tough Concy semis. And then you're going to have to win that Concy finals to even get a bid in that tournament for the wrestlebacks. I mean, this is going to be wild. The semis are, are going to be huge. Yeah. Obviously top three, you're going to have to win that semis or it's going to be a son of a bitch in the wrestlebacks. Yeah. I mean, the loser of Matthews and Heligus is going to have the loser of Sherman and Courtney. Yeah. And then if you win that match, right. If you win that match, you're going to have. Uh, yeah. Or, you know, the winner of Matthews and Heligus. Yeah. Assuming they lose it to Tariq, which is not a given. Yeah, you you don't know with that, but that's just going to be a wild. Forty-one ACCs might be the bracket of the the conference weekend, outside of maybe seventy-four Big Tens. Yeah, one forty-nine is kind of juicy as well. We've got Austin O'Connor of North Carolina as a one seed, Bryce Andonian of Virginia Tech as a two, Ed Scott of NC State as three, and Josh Feinsilver of Duke as four, then Denton Spencer of Virginia as a five. Yeah, this is this one is fun. They also get three allocations here, yep. um, which feels right to me. I think these top three guys here deserve to go to NCAAs. Um, maybe Josh Feinsilver has a little bit of an argument to go as well. He's gone the last uh, year or two, right? Yeah, he, he's been there. Yeah. Uh, I remember going to NCAAs. Obviously, it wasn't last year, but 2019 it probably was. Uh you know, watching the four fine silvers down there and then Casper, uh, it was kind of cool to see the fine silver brothers doing what they were doing. Yeah, I, that must have, I think that was 2018. Could have been 2018. 2018, yeah. 2019. I'm not sure which one it was, but he's a two time national qualifier. He did redshirt last year, so he actually saved himself a, a season yeah. here. Um, I'm just not sure he can break into that top three this year. Yeah, he lost a six-point decision. Ed Scott, twelve-six. Um, he's been pinned by Bryce Andonian. I'd like to see him go. I just I don't know if he can get into that top three. I guess you'll have to rely on uh, an at-large as well. I mean, I don't know. Looking at other conferences and allocations, I don't know if he'll get it. But he he does have a nine-to-two decision over Denton Spencer, which will be his quarterfinals match, I believe. Yeah, yeah there's, gonna match. Be, there's gonna be six at larges of this weight class. So I mean there's a shot. Yeah. Moving up to 157 pounds. You got ACC's Charles Barkley, number one seed Hayden Hyley. And then you got number two seed of Virginia, Justin McCoy, number three seed, Connor Brady out of Virginia Tech, and number four seed Josh McClure out of North Carolina. So they get four at this weight, which can I, they give one to one forty nine? What's up? Can they just give one to one forty nine? I would, I would hope so. I mean, I think Brady McCoy <laughs> and Hidley are the top three. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, uh, I think McClure's not quite there for an NCAA bid just yet. Um, but I mean, he's one of these, one of those bottom three. I have to take one. The the semi between McCoy and Brady is going to be a lot of fun. And then they're going to meet Hayden Hiley. Yeah. I mean, McClure lost to 
Hyde leave 20 to five, he got tacked. He lost to Brady six to one, and he lost to McCoy eight to two. So again, McClure is a four. I think McCoy and Brady and Hydley are definitely the, the top three that we'll see advance to the NCAA tournament. Yeah, uh, for sure. Without question. Yeah. So moving up to 165 pounds, this weight is interesting. This is not yeah. fair. This is unreal. <clears throat> they get three. They, they get three. three. All right. So picture this, people. We got what? Jake Wenzel of Pitt at the one seed. Makai Lewis of Virginia Tech at the two seed. Jake Keating of Virginia at the three. Kennedy Monday, North Carolina at the four. Thomas Bullard of NC State at five. And I'm just going to say Eric Carter's name at, from Duke at six. They get three, guys. Three. <laughs> is nuts. Three out of these five guys? Are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean, I think looking at this weight, you know, there's there could be four All-Americans at this weight. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and these guys are – any one of these guys can win this, win this bracket. Any one of them. Thomas Bullard – has a win over the number one seed. Thomas Bullard is a five seed. He beat Jake Wenzel 4-3. Yeah, and he lost to Kennedy Monday, but he was, like, beating him. I'm pretty sure that was the match at Kennedy Monday scored late uh, and then, you know, beat him 4-2 because yeah. he was fighting him pretty tough. Yeah, no, that that's it. I can't – I could not imagine going to this tournament and leaving this tournament as the two guys not going to NCAAs at the, at the time. Now yeah. they do get an extra at large in this weight class at seven at larges, but, but Big Twelve, how many big how many Big Twelve allocations are there? Well, Big Twelve has five here, so that's actually going to help them out. Yeah, Big Twelve has five allocations here, so they they might be okay. They might get two of those wild cards at the ACC here. Yeah, because I mean Monday beat Wenzel four to three and lost to Keating four to three, but yeah, this weight is going to be. Wild, you know, we're gonna get that rematch of Bowler versus Kennedy Monday in the quarters. Uh, winner will get Wenzel again. If Bowler beats Monday this time, he's already got a win over Wenzel. Uh, it's just this is gonna be pretty wild, wild yeah, way to so, watch. Hopefully, Makai so, Lewis is healthy. Oh, yeah, I know. I mean, he how much of that was he was banged up, how much of it was like I'm getting my ass beat right now. Yeah, I mean, you, you, he might have been a little bit broke, but he's probably mentally broke for sure. So one thing that, that is interesting about this conference year, this conference championship year is the, the tournaments are all on different weekends, right? So you have, you have the ACC's AIWA's and Max this weekend, big 12s and big 10s next weekend. So, and honestly, the the one conference that's going to mean the most to those guys who don't get auto qualifier spots is big 12s. Big 12s kind of got screwed in the in the whole situation based on you know they, they had lower numbers of teams in the past um and there so anybody who doesn't get an auto qualifier spot make sure you're paying attention to big 12s because that's going to tell you if you do or do not and you're going to want them to go as chalk as possible yeah no doubt i mean if we're hoping for some of these wild cards that we are hoping for you know things have got to go the right way at those conference tournaments next weekend so so moving up to 174 pounds we're getting three allocations at this weight as well one seed we got daniel bullard of nc state two seed we got clay law of north carolina three we've got 
Victor Marcelli of Virginia. Four, Dakota Howard of Virginia Tech. Five, Jared McGill of Pitt. I, I know, I, I think Bullard and Clay Law are definitely one and two. Yeah, they're definitely going to be the two the two best in this weight class coming out. Um, this is another one of those ones. Can we give Can we give 184, one, uh, 165, one of the allocations from here? Yeah, I mean, Marcelli's six and three on the year. Yeah, six and three. He's got a loss to Clay Law at seven to one. He has a loss to Daniel Bullard, three to one, and he lost to Appalachian State's Flitz, seven to three. Yeah, I can see, man, just give this give this allocation 165. Yeah, please. Do, do your conference a favor. Do your teammate Kennedy Monday a favor, or sorry, uh, Jake Keating a favor, and just give him your qualifying spot. Yeah, Marcelli beat Dakota Howard, which is seated behind him. Uh, he beat him six to four. So maybe you know Howard is right there to to get that out or to get that qualifying spot. This this is gonna have to be one of the wrestlebacks because, like I said, those top two guys are are definitely the top two guys. I feel. Yeah, you know, you know what? One sixty five. The coaches need to get together and be. They need to be like, all right, Makai Lewis, you're gonna get a wild card no matter what. You're not, you're a returning national champion. How about you just med forfeit out to sixth place? You're gonna get a spot. Let these other guys fight it out because they're not guaranteed. That's what the ACC need to do. I keep going back to 65. I'm just dumbfounded that they only get three. We can move on. I'm sorry. (laughs) Moving up, we'll go to 184. They get three spots. And you got Hunter Bullen, number one seed at Virginia Tech, number two seed Trent Hiley at NC State, number three seed Devin Kane out of North Carolina, number four Michael Bastida out of Virginia, number five Greg Harvey out of Pitt, and Vincent Baker out of Duke at the six. Now, this is a pretty tough weight class, actually. I, I like Devin Kane a lot. I like Michael Bastida, and I like Greg Harvey. Um, I'm not sure they're ready to compete with Bullen or Hidley, though. Yeah, I mean, uh, what's this, guys? We got Kane. He started the year off at 174. You know, he picked up two losses there, lost to Bullard, lost to Howard. Uh, then he made his jump up to, to 184. He's got a win over Greg Harvey. Um, he's got a win over Lido of Pittsburgh as well. And then he has wins over Lehigh and Virginia's Patrick Robert. So, yeah, this is the – Howard's had a bad back half of the year so far. Yeah, not Howard, a great one. No, and now he's dropped down to 0-4 since then. So he's 4-4. and Yeah, so if they're, they're getting three at this weight, I would imagine, you know, the seeds will hold – but then again, it's conference tournament. You have no idea what's going to happen. Um, I don't. Bastida and Kane haven't wrestled this year, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be a tough weight class. Um, with only getting three allocations, you know, the two are going to Bullen and Hidley. There's going to be a fight between Bastida and Harvey and Kane to go to the NCAA championships, and that's what conference championships are all about. Yeah, but we get to see that rematch, Hunter Bullen versus Hidley. Dude, four seconds of riding time. I can't get over that. I hate riding time. Four seconds of riding time, determined to win, get out of here. Give me a try highly in the rematch. Yeah, I think I, you know, after he lost to him, I picked him in that duel, but after he lost to him, I'm like, he's he's got to get one of these wins back. He'll see him um, next weekend or this weekend at conference tournaments, and then he'll see him next 
or you'll see him, um, you know, later in March at the NCAA tournament. Uh, moving up to 197 pounds, we've got Nino Bonacorsi at the one seed, J.I.L.O. of Virginia at the two, Max Shaw of North Carolina at three, Nikki Renan of NC State at number four, Stan Schmelter of Virginia Tech at five, and Caden Russell of Duke at six. So we are not seeing Isaac Trumbull of NC State. They're going with Nikki Renan, which is fine with me because, you know, I'm, I'm a Nikki Renan fan. I think Trumbull was dangerous. He's a dangerous guy. You know, he, he obviously had a few nice wins this year, but he also got pinned by Caden Russell. And it wasn't even like uh, he didn't get caught. Right. He got taken down and a cradle slapped on him and rolled over and flat. But they get three at this weight. So, you know, Nikki Renan versus Stan Smeltzer in the quarterfinals. Winner gets Nino Bonacorsi. Uh, Caden Russell is going to be wrestling Max Shaw of North Carolina. And whoever wins that will have J.I.L.O. in the semis. Yeah, give me Renan as a, as a number three guy going to nationals. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, looking back, Renan uh, this year, Renan lost to J.I.L.O. 2-0, to zero, and that's his only loss of the year. Uh, he doesn't have any real big wins. Obviously, they went with Trumbull for most of those big matches. But, uh, yeah, give me Renan as well. If, if it's a healthy Nick Renan, he is going to the NCAA tournament. You know, Max Shaw has a win over Jake Jacobson, 5'3". Five, five, Shaw does? Yeah. Hmm. He's got, he's got, he's been kind of, he's been controlled by Aiello and Bonacorsi. And then he got painted by Trumbull. And I believe that was the match. He was actually leading Trumbull and Trumbull went big body lock to the fall. I'm going to look up old Stanley Smeltzer. Stanley Smeltzer's got two losses. He's six and two on the year. He lost a six, five decision to Trumbull and he lost 10 to four to Austin Cooley. But, you know, he does have that pin over Caden Russell. Um, that, that would be his win that's putting him over Russell in the in the seeds. But yeah, yeah. this is gonna be I mean, this is gonna be one of those sleeper weight classes. They get three guys, and I think Bonacorsi and Aiello are kind of locks to go to get at least one of those top three spots. I'm not gonna say that Renan or Shaw can't beat one of them, or even Schmelzer or Russell beat one of them, but I think they're gonna find a way to get one of the top three spots. Um with Shaw, Renan, Smelzer, and Russell battling out for the for the last for the last spot yep and 285 though i feel i feel more comfortable at 285 they get four um allocations the one seed right. deontay wilson shout out new york shout out long island of nc state uh two seed we got quinn miller of virginia three seed john borst of virginia tech the four we got andrew gunning of north carolina and a five austin cooley of Pitt. Uh, again they get four um, and yeah. that just feels right. I, I think those top four guys are the four that should be going to nationals. Yeah, no doubt. My sleeper, I, I can't call him a sleeper. He's a two seed, right? But Quinn Miller, um, I really like Quinn Miller a lot. He's got a really, a really good story coming out of, um, out of Virginia. Supposed to go play football, changed his mind. Now he's wrestling, and I think he made the right choice. He's a national qualifier last year. Going into his junior year, he's seven and one coming into conferences. Is one loss. It's a 2-0 loss to Deontay Wilson in their dual meet. This is gonna be this is gonna be fun. I think him and Borst is gonna have a really a good matchup in the semis. Um, and then obviously Borst and Wilson have gone back and forth forth their entire career. So we'll see what happens there. 
Yeah, Austin Cooley, I think, you know, that match with him and Gunning will will determine the fourth guy that will be, you know, getting that allocation to the NCAA tournament. But Cooley right now, you know, he split time at 197. He was at 97 for most of the year. Uh, he, he's up at 285 now, though. You got to think, looking at this weight, you know, he he lost to Nicky Renan and he lost to Hunter Katka of Virginia Tech. Yeah, I've got to go with... I got to go with gunning, you know, that that's going to be the top four. I think the top four stands at this weight. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, Cooley has a shot, but I think the top four. He's going to be undersized. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That about covers it for the ACC tournament. Uh, looking at the ACCs, I'll give you a little start date. First round kicks off at 11 a.m. The semifinals are set for 1 p.m. And the Concy semis will be at 3.30 our Constellation Finals will be at 5 p.m. Championship matches will begin at 7 p.m. Uh, again, the ACC tournament will be going on. It's uh, Sunday, February 28th. I thought NC it was this State's weekend. Reynolds Coliseum. So it's going to be an NC State territory. Uh, maybe they're allowing some more fans in, in there to get that place bumping a little bit. I don't know. I hope they do just because it's a conference tournament. It's going to be the last time their families will watch some of them wrestle. So, Yeah, for sure. Yep. You know, I, I was listening to head of an FRL. I think, I think Askren made a comment, but I guess somebody might've said there, there's an option to move the nationals now that they have a 25% capacity to move it to another arena. That has the arena? Is that, is that what we're going off capacity of arena? I mean, why not? Well, let's, let's send it to Viking stadium again. Why not? Well, okay. I mean, that's probably out of reach, but you know, they're yeah. gonna stay in St. Louis. Yeah, and then I—I I mean, they're probably—they probably can't actually change venues. But you got to think when when the venues, the Enterprise Center in St. Louis, put a bid in for it, they didn't expect no fans to be allowed. So they might be like, you know what, move it to the next one. You—you <laughs> you, got to think. I mean, because that—that's not only good for the venue itself, but for the surrounding area. You got to think they're all playing in together. You know. Oh, absolutely. You got the, uh, think, in the neighboring facility. They can move it to an arena with more seats, 25% capacity. I mean, if you, you go from a 13,000 seat arena to a 60,000 seat arena, now you're allowing 13,000 people in anyways. Yeah. I, it would be nice to have somewhat of a fan atmosphere there. Even if yeah, it's I mean, you know, more family than anything. Yeah. I think that's what, I think that's going to be end up what's happening is each, each qualifier is probably going to get a, get a ticket allocated to him all right that's a wrap for episode 20 thanks for tuning in i hope you enjoyed this episode it kind of steamrolled through some of the conference tournaments that are going on this weekend um you know be, be sure to tune in most of them will be on flow wrestling uh zach and i will be back early next week to you know give you guys a recap of the conference tournaments and give a little preview of the big tens and big 12 happening next weekend yeah, catch JCCs on ESPN. I think I think Max are also going to be on ESPN. I think I read that somewhere today. That yeah, so Max and ACCs, I believe, are going to be streamed on on ESPN. EIWA is on Flow. Um, good luck to all the guys looking for NCAA allocations. Um, Shout out to the New York guys. Hope you guys do well. And that's it. Peace. Peace out.